Hello everyone, Drew Neiman here. Welcome to A Battle Within. I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife and the inspiration for A Battle Within in just a little bit. For those checking in for the first time, this is a podcast about our life experiences and those of our guests dealing with and managing post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. I'd really suggest checking out episode number one to start. It explains generally what PCS is. Episodes number 12 and 18 are excellent as well, as Dr. Rochester and Dr. Dale Walton offer great perspectives and suggestions from a medical side that may help you or your loved one. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury and to help those recovering. One way to do this is to share. If you'd like a chance to tell your story on the podcast, let us know. Reach out to us at abattlewithin.com or on Facebook at abattlewithin. We'd be happy to consider it. Be sure to be on the lookout for next week's episode. It is a highly anticipated one with Kyle Sherman and Dr. Sonia Powers. The conversation is as real and as raw as it could be and offers a tremendous amount of hope and love throughout. In today's episode, we will explore setbacks. The types that feel like two steps forward and one step back. We thought it would be good to speak to it today as Terry just recently had to deal with one of the setbacks and really took the wind from her sails for about a week. We explore the most current one as well as other setbacks such as Terry's broken ankle and her realization that she wasn't going to be able to teach any longer. We also touch base on some of the other setbacks that Terry has experienced. It is very common for concussed folks to have setbacks at times. What we've learned is to anticipate them and recognize them. From there, you can address it and get through it quicker. We will share some insight on this as well. Okay, on to the chat about dealing with setbacks. Well, here we go again, Terry. You and I telling our stories. Hi, Terry Neiman. Hi, Terry Neiman. Today, <laughs> I would like to talk a little bit about setbacks. Recently, you had one that we needed to deal with for about a week or so. And as we know, it's not uncommon for folks after a traumatic brain injury to have setbacks and to actually have to battle them every now and then so somebody could feel better. Right. You have appeared to me to at least have gotten to a point where you know they're going to happen from time to time. You've also learned how to anticipate them to some degree and recover from them quicker because you understand what's happening. Would you agree with that? Not 100%. Okay, so explain that. I think you give it more credit than I would give myself. Well, we're going to get into it later in the episode, but you had a setback where you were telling me, it's a coming, Drew, it's a coming. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, I don't really know what you're talking about. All right. right So good, then I'll surprise you, like I always do every now and then. Yeah. I'd like to explore this this topic here today. Okay. Because it's fresh on my mind. Yeah. And it probably is with you. And I'm also going to talk to it a little bit from the caregiver, support, family member perspective a little bit as well. Of course. Let's start off by talking about how it is completely normal part of the recovery process to have the setbacks and the challenges that come with it. Some may be more significant than others, the setbacks. I would agree. And I'm sure you'll be able to recall a lot of them as we speak, but I figured I'd run down a little bit of a list here. 
get your take on what happened and what your perspective was and how you overcame some of the setbacks okay. that I recognized. If that's yeah, okay. Yeah. And obviously, if I've missed anything or you think something else, you're, yeah, you're the expert. Pre you're pretty good at that. Okay. Drew. Yeah. So if you're the expert here. You're a good observer. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a few things, all right? Yeah. And I'm going to start with concussion number two. Okay. So concussion number two in of itself was a setback. Absolutely. Actually, yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit, like, how was the setback? Because I was healing from unbeknownst to me, the first concussion, right. which I didn't even know existed. And then I got vertigo, hit my head, and that created another concussion. So obviously that sent me way back. Right. That probably cost you like six or seven months to get back yes. to what you were normally doing in mm -hmm. life, right? Yeah. So, so concussion number two in of itself was a setback. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. To me, that was kind of setback number one out of setbacks that you experienced. Okay. You know, so that's what I see. I feel you. Would you, you so you agree that the concussion itself, number two, was a setback? Yeah. One itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you deal? Did you recognize that at that time? That I was, it was surprised, actually, that okay. uh, I had a concussion, believe yeah. it or not, even though I hit a brick wall <laughs> on concussion number one. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. And then I was surprised that vertigo was happening from concussion number one, and I was surprised that I, I was dealing with post-concussive syndrome, so everything that they were telling me, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really dealing with it well because I one wasn't altogether with it, and then two, I didn't even see it coming. I was a little blindsided. Yeah. Plus, we weren't versed in it at all. Yeah, we were like, "What? What is this? Yeah, you know, what, what's going on there?" Yeah. yeah, we had no clue. So then you recovered from that. All in all, from concussions number one and two, it was about yeah. a tenth month process before you were. Or so, good, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good to go. There might have been some minor shortcomings or things to still work through, but you yeah. were pretty much good to go at that yep. particular point. And that's when you got cleared by the doctor to resume life normally, so yeah. to speak, right? Completely okay. like us. Yeah. yeah. Concussion number three was the big one. And I, I always feel like concussion number one was the big one. <laughs> but okay. I get because it was the significant hit from to a brick wall and the yeah. bicycle accident. But Concussion number three, because my brain couldn't take much more, yeah. was the one that left the big damage. Like the lasting uh, remarks, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I meant. Let's talk about number three here a little bit and some some of the things that you experienced from my recollection. Okay. All right. One was your pelvis kept shifting and shifting yeah. out of alignment. Like, so it was shifted from yeah. the injury itself. And then you were getting services to get it back into alignment. And Chiropractic. Then you, yeah. Right. And then you kept having setbacks because the pelvis was slipping back out of alignment from time well, to time. Well, let me yeah. clarify that. Yeah. Just a wee bit. Mm -hmm. Once I was feeling better, I stopped services because that's the way I am. And I thought, I don't need this anymore because I'm good. Yeah. And I set my own self backwards where I should have stayed with chiropractic services. Yeah, I'm not saying whose fault it was. <laughs> no, I know whose fault it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm but saying, thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to talk about the setbacks themselves. So what ended up happening was because your pelvis kept sliding back out of alignment, you would get to points now where it would make your balance worse. 
and it would also cause you pain. Chiropractor Dr. Green, who I no longer see because she moved back to her area where yeah. she works. She was like, imagine, like it's like a crooked axle. It's harder to be balanced and aligned on something like that. Another thing that I remember causing setbacks was you struggling to find doctors and therapists at times that you were comfortable with. And during those periods of time where you were kind of searching and looking for the right person that would work for you, it would kind of delay you a little bit. Or sometimes you would regress a little bit. Like, for example, even before going to see Dr. Green. Oh, well, that was just me thinking I was better and then realizing I needed to go see someone once again. I don't really think that I was searching for someone who was right for me as much as I would be seeing someone who was good for me because all my therapists and doctors were helpful. But then I would think I was in a great place. <laughs> I don't need to anymore. And I would always be proven wrong. All right, if you say so. I don't 100% agree with that. but You don't? No, I think you had issues with some therapists and chiropractors from time to time. And you felt like they weren't connecting with you or you weren't getting what you needed out of them. Well, and you, you, maybe, you, but they were short-lived then. Yeah. And Dr. Rochester was great about listening to it and moving me on. Right, but I'm just saying because of that, where you had to find the right people to work with you, it caused delays or even set you back a slight bit. I hear what you're saying, but I also think it was sometimes what services that I really need. I'm going to get into an argument here. I'm just telling no, you no, I, no I, I respect what you're saying, and I understand yeah. it, and I think you're right, too. But I, I also think it had something to do with, for instance, like when they were looking into the vision right away, that wasn't something that I was getting services for, but then to be pushing more for testing and prism lenses right. came later. Yeah. Just because of based off of what I was saying as far as what my symptoms were. I was going to talk about that a little bit too. Traditional medications in your last concussions had different side effects too yeah. than, than previously. Yeah, than the I think, first concussion for sure. Right, which mm-hmm. I think set you back because we couldn't find the right balance, the right balance of things to find for you. Yeah. But I think, I think you overcame that. It took a couple of months, but we talked about that a little bit before. Mm-hmm. I also think you gave yourself some setbacks from time to time by uh, overdoing it. <laughs> Type A person. Yeah, it still happens from time to time, but early on, you didn't want really to take no for an answer, and you pressed, and you pressed, and you pressed hard, and it could take week, weeks even to recover from sometimes you pushing too hard, but I think yeah. you've learned to do that. I also thought there was a setback from you waiting on the prison glasses. And what I mean by that is if you would have gotten them sooner, you would have progressed sooner. There was a big void where really that's what you needed next, so to speak. Yeah, and we were waiting is, on the services. Right. Yeah. We so talk, listen up, insurance, give them the prison lenses. Yeah, right. So if you need to learn a little bit more about that, check out that episode, which was yeah. Lost Balance and Lock we'll Division. A neurooptometrist with Dr. Collins. Yes. So Dr. Collins, who we spoke to, mm-hmm. on uh, spoke of, I should say, in, in that episode, yes. will be coming on to the podcast here shortly to talk about it yes. at greater length. I thought a big setback also for you was coming to the point where you knew you weren't going to be able to return to work as a school teacher in a traditional setting. Yes, Big not setback. as I knew it. Work not as I knew it. Yeah. I knew I could, like I was not a person that would never, that was at a point of like I could not work. I just needed to find what work. But you coming to terms with that 
in my view, was a big setback. That was a battle. Yeah, it was a big setback, and it was a big internal battle that you were having. Yeah, it's like anything that you love that you're going to fight for and don't want to give up. Yeah, there was a period, and that led to a big bout of depression. Okay. I'm in a good place right now. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some of the strategies that you use or things that you learned over some of these things, right? Okay. Another obstacle or setback that I saw was your social life. You know, you had changes in your nature, attending family functions, and they kind of put a hurt on you initially. You became more introverted, things like that, and you had to learn how to adapt. Sure. Still go to social functions with your family or elsewhere and learn yeah. how to, to manage yourself where you can enjoy yourself and have fun with that. Yeah, like I needed a quiet place where uh, either if I didn't have my tools like my noise-canceling headphones, mm-hmm. eye masks, Things like that, uh, and where I could just like kind of retreat to myself and just be quiet and recoup. I would still find a quiet place where I could go and just get away. Right, but it took you a little while to figure that out. Yeah, because I fought that. You didn't want to, like you were trying to be me, me the way you were previous, mm-hmm. right? Then you had a couple other things with physical injuries that kind of set you back a little bit. We talked a little bit about Terry's type A personality, where she wanted to do things and one day she decided she was going to get out the electric hedge clipper (laughs) but she almost cut off two of her fingers because the bush was getting long and terry was trying to do what she always did in the past which is like oh something's bothering me i'm gonna go fix it i wasn't home independent right you got the hedge cutters out and (laughs) you leaned down because it was a branch low that you didn't like and you lost, lost your balance, balance because you were still having balance concerns going back partly to your pelvis being off and all the other symptoms that you were experiencing. Yeah. And you almost took off two of your fingers. Yeah. Right? That was joyful. Yeah. And then I remember the next two weeks, you kind of like took two steps back, just generally in recovery because the pain, the throbbing, yeah. the frustration you were feeling with that, but stuff like, like that. I didn't think I was mentally in the bad place. Just hurt a little bit, but not even doing that much. And uh, you kind of went backwards a little bit. Yeah, yeah you yeah. remember better than me. Yeah. And then one day, on physical injury side, Terry decided to step out the front door one day and do something. And because of her poor balance, she actually rolled her ankle. And oh, the- well, no, actually, I felt, I slightly fell forward from my balance, yeah. and then I rolled my ankle. And then she snapped it. So we went through... Yeah, severely broke it. Yeah, we went through... A significant period of time, was it like eight or 12 weeks or so, where you were in Good very, four months, yeah. Yeah, various different boots and casts and mm-hmm. all that type of thing, running around the house with a scooter, <laughs> which did help matters at first. And it just, between the pain of that, recovering from the concussion, then again, you were thrown back into a depressive state. Yeah. So the last thing that I wanted to speak about was that you recently had another bout with depression but mm. this time you recognized that it was coming on and you actually made an announcement about it a couple of days to me that drew i'm not in a good place it's a coming on i'm not feeling well yeah that type of thing and it took you about a week to get out of it yeah right long story short what i'm trying to get to here for the folks out there that are listening that might be experiencing Things like that you've experienced over the course of two years is the setbacks are natural. Keep fighting through it. And no matter how bad it is, you can always find a positive way out of it is what I'm getting at. 
Yeah. What were some strategies that you used, Terry, throughout in order to get through some of the setbacks? I know one that you used, the four agreements, and you're still working at that. Yeah. Right? Conscious language that you spoke about in episode 17. Yeah, mindset. What are some other things that you've done to overcome some of these setbacks? Well, I, know I kind of sound yeah. like a broken record, but I, I totally go to my CBD, yeah. and I totally go to my Young Lemon Essential Oils. And uh, I know I sound like a broken record with this, but literally, they really help me. A lot of feelings and emotional oils that I work with, one being frankincense, another being hope essential oil, which is really good for those low, low, low moods you get. Another is called trauma life, which is great for like if you're experiencing any kind of loss of anything. And I just work with them. Most of the time I find that I cry more. When I'm applying them, but I just keep applying them because I know I'm releasing stuff. Whatever it is I'm working through, I need to work through it. So it allows me to work through it and get to where I need to get to feeling better faster. Mm-hmm. Kind of supporting that and bringing up my frequencies. If you look that up, like we all have frequency, everything in life has frequency. And to lift my frequency to, to be in a better place where I'm not going to get into that really, really dark mood and stay there so I start feeling it coming and I start working on it the other thing I did was I reached out to people I knew knew about it that I have have these bouts okay so I reached out to my sister Jolene Mm -hmm. and I told her I reached out to you right I reached out to my daughter Brooke I and I just talk more like I'm freer with it because I feel like people want to help Mm -hmm. people want to be there for you because they care about you. And fortunately for me, I have that just to spend time with me. I'm not asking them to to take me out of it, just to be there with me and talk and people fill my bucket. And that's where I feel better as a person. So for me, that's a natural to to just reach out to people that make me feel good. And I don't, like, I don't expect them to be miracle workers. I'm in a bad place, but just to spend time and so fortunately, those people did do that for me. So that was one another thing I did. The other thing I did was I spent a lot more time with the dogs because mm-hmm. the dogs are super silly and affectionate. And I started getting out in the sun more, as directed by my lovely health coach Allison. Yeah. At any lab test now, uh, I would highly recommend her. Let me tell you that because uh, she has such great advice and. She was like at least a half an hour outside in the day because your vitamin D is fairly little low. She's got some tests and, you know, that can also be a reason for some low moods. So I started doing that and spending time outside with the dogs. And then some other tests that she did came back lower, uh, like my DHEA and some other things. And we started addressing that through, again, Young Lemon Supplements and seeing right away improvements with some things like my B I think it's my B6 and my B12 were slightly low they were borderline not deficit but borderline got a B12 12 shot and felt like immediate like improvement in my energy and my fatigue just feeling more like me and just a bunch of things working with her what what to eat going through these tests of finding out what was know them for like maybe another week or so but to find out what I respond to positively and negatively in my food intake and other things and what am I missing so she can look at those lab tests and then work with me 
with my my food choices. So yeah. that she's I'm gonna tell you, she's amazing. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I mean, that's one of the things. She didn't address all of your setbacks, but it's not uncommon for people when they hit their head, that kind of the metabolism and the hormones and yeah. that type of thing gets gets crazy from that. So, you know, getting your blood tested and, and working with somebody Saliva in this work. Saliva for adrenals and stuff. Right, to yeah. work with somebody, hormones. You, you know, along these lines is not necessarily a bad idea. I will put the Analabs notes in and the show lab notes. Test yeah, in now. The, in the show notes. And... We're working to try to get this fabulous young lady who's been helpful to Terry in such a short period of time onto the podcast in, as quick as possible here. But Allison Reef, R-E-I-F-F, maybe yeah. I'm off the top of my head, yeah. but we can put that in there too. Right. And a lot of her belief system is about inflammation, about addressing a lot of this stuff. Gut and brain yeah. connection and health. Right. So we'll get to that as well. Gluten. I, I do think that those are some of the things that you did, and really the kind of the point that I'm trying to make here is you've had your fair share of setbacks yeah. throughout, mm-hmm. and no matter what's happening in the setbacks, you've always tried to have a positive attitude and fight through it and work through it and get the therapies and so on and so forth that are needed in yeah. order to overcome them, and for the most part, you've done that, and it's not uncommon for people to kind of take two steps forward and one step back as they continue to recover from this. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. And the point I'm trying to make here is as bad as it is, keep fighting. You will get to the other side. Just fight day by day. Is is the point I was trying to make with this. Would you agree with that? Well, obviously, because that's what I do. But yeah, I mean, I think that for anyone out there, it feels like they're low, really low and no hope. That there really is, and to keep going and one step at a time and try to change things, but to reach out and get the help that you need, whatever that may be for you, and grab that. Right. And some of the things that came out of this, some of your setbacks, was that you kind of got some positive things out, out of it. For example, your discovery of essential oils. Yeah, what I never went with that. Right. Yeah. You have a new profession now, despite setbacks, your right. injuries, things like that. You've made many new friends and have discovered new interests. Right. It's right. like an entrepreneur. Exactly. You've had the ability to bond with your grandchildren that you wouldn't have if you were still teaching in a traditional setting. That's as, good an, point. as an example, yeah. you have, in my opinion, a greater sense of empathy towards others now. Well, yeah, that's actually a really good point, Drew, because yeah. uh, my sister suffers from. Chronic illness, RSD. Paul Abdul has that. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked that up. And I never really related because I wasn't a chronic pain sufferer. But now as a person that's gone through that, I am much more empathetic. Just her, but like other people too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, something else that's positive in my opinion that's come out of all of this despite the setbacks, is this podcast in of itself. There's folks out there who are going through or have gone through whatever stage they're in, like you have. Hopefully this is helping some folks. So there's a lot of positive things that have come out despite the fact that you've had these setbacks. Oh, I totally agree. um, That's my thoughts. You know, from my perspective on the setbacks, from a caregiver side, you know, was that for me at times it was extremely frustrating as well. 
I used to get angry a little bit that you were kind of going backwards and it was not easy to watch and it was deflating. I had to at times remind myself that what was going on was not it wasn't your fault. It was just Absolutely. kind of the injury. In many ways, I found it like it was almost interrupting our flow of life, you know, oh, at I, times. I found that too, so I don't right. blame you there. Right, so, you know, I had to deal with my own emotions at the same particular time. But, you know, I think we're in a good place at this particular juncture. What, what do you think? I'm really feeling good. I got went and got a, sh, a sh, B complex shot. Yeah. I cannot believe how much that's helped yeah. me with my overall fatigue and how even my brain would fatigue. It's lasting longer. Do you see that, Gerald? Yes, I, I do. I, again, it's a setback. But now on the other side, you're looking at it. I also think that combined with the fact that you're paying closer attention to what you're eating. Yeah, plus, that's from Allison. Plus the fact that you are spending more time outside smelling the fresh air and being in the sun. That's from Allison, too. Yeah, I think that helps as well. So there's, there's certainly a degree, and I'm, I'm a fan of, of the work that she's doing with you. <laughs> I, I knew seen, you would be. <laughs> yeah, I am seeing the improvements. There's no doubt about that. All right. So what, what do you think we've missed? Anything here, Terry? As far as pulling me out of my last bout? Yeah, like what? Are, any final thoughts or words of wisdom dealing with setbacks? Oh, setbacks? Yeah. That being the theme today. Yeah, so we talked about mindset, using things that you know will help you, reaching out to support systems, people, or whatever your support mm -hmm. system is. Also getting tested for things that may be off and low is, I think, crucial. And then addressing that through possibly supplementation or whatever else. Work with a doctor Diet, or whatever, yeah. um, or health coach or whatever, whatever you decide to do. But yeah, I really think that's critically important because things could be off contributing to it like kind of like you felt right yeah absolutely i didn't realize how much right to be honest right that's my point so are you suggesting even like i gotta say something yeah. before you say that even like the the overall aches and pains i was feeling with the inflammation based off of what i've been doing with allison have gone away with so if i'm dealing with chronic pain and other things that are going on and there's it's hard to be happy. It's hard to feel good. It's hard to get through a day. But when those start to like go away slowly or mm -hmm. you don't feel them as much, all of a sudden you start creeping back. Right. We're not medical professionals. Don't proclaim to be. At all. I don't even want to be. Yeah. Tell you I don't even want that job. <laughs> At all. However, it's definitely worth considering getting your blood tested and working on knocking down the inflammation. Oh, that saliva test, that too, with right. adrenals and other stuff. Right. Yeah, the so, hormones. So Terry's a big fan of that. Anything I'm else? a big fan of Allison yeah. right now. And if right. you, I'm going to send, I'm going to send this to her. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to add before we close it down for the night? No, just make sure that, you know, you check yourself out. Like, get a look on the inside, too. If you would like to be featured on the podcast in an upcoming episode, please reach out to us on the contact page at Battle Within. Tell us a little bit about your story, and we'll get back in touch. Please take the time to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review wherever you may listen in, and be sure to share with everybody in your life you feel would benefit. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com or on Facebook at abattlewithin. Show notes and resources for this particular episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash zero two two until next time for those recovering show yourself some grace for those who know someone recovering show them the same and give them a great deal of love say goodbye terry goodbye
All right. Take care, folks. Keep battling. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.